0: Hello, my name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy, a podcast to help you fall asleep. So close your eyes, take a deep breath and settle in and get ready for tonight's story. The Pool and the Tree. From the book The Wind Fairies and Other Tales by Mary de Morgan. De Morgan was an English writer and the author of three volumes of fairy tales. These volumes appeared together in a collection called The Necklace of Princess Florimond, the complete fairy stories of Mary de Morgan. Even though de Morgan is one of the lesser known authors of literary fairy tales, her works heavily influenced by Hans Christian Andersen have been denoted as remarkable in deviating from the fairy tale norm, often not including a happy ending or not having the protagonist gain wealth or power. Rather, they procure wisdom, recognizing the value of living without these things. Tonight's story is about a pool of water and the tree that it waters. But it's also a sweet story about love and friendship. And I hope it makes you very very sleepy. The Pool in the Tree by Mary de Morgan. Once there was a tree standing in the middle of a vast wilderness, and beneath the shade of its branches was a little pool over which they bent. The pool looked up at the tree, and the tree looked down at the pool, and the two loved each other better than anything else on earth. And neither of them thought of anything else but each other, or cared who came and went, "'in the world around them. "'But for you and the shade you give me, "'I should have been dried up by the sun long ago,' said the pool. "'And if it were not for you and your shining face, "'I should never have been able to see myself "'or have known what my boughs and blossoms were like,' "'answered the tree.' Every year when the leaves and flowers had died away from the branches of the tree and the cold winter came, the little pool froze over and remained hard and silent till the spring, but directly the sun's rays thawed it. It again sparkled and danced as the wind blew upon it, and it began to watch its beloved friend to see the buds and leaves reappear, and together... They counted the leaves and blossoms as they came forth. One day there rode over the moorland a couple of travelers in search of rare plants and flowers. At first, they did not look at the tree, but as they were hot and tired, they got off their horses and sat under the shade of the boughs and talked of what they had been doing. We have not found much, "'said one gloomily. "'It seems scarcely worthwhile to come so far for so little. "'One may hunt for many years before one finds anything very rare,' "'answered the elder traveller. "'Well, we have not done, and who knows, "'but what we may yet have some luck.' "'As he spoke, he picked up one of the fallen leaves of the tree "'which lay beside him, and at once he sprang to his feet and pulled down one of the branches to examine it. Then he called to his comrade to get up and he also closely examined the leaves and blossoms and they talked together eagerly. At length, they declared that this was the best thing that they had found in all their travels, but neither the pool nor the tree heeded them for the pool lay lovingly looking up at the tree And the tree gazed down at the clear water of the pool, and they wanted nothing more. And by and by, the travelers mounted their horses and rode away. The summer passed, and the cold winds of autumn blew. Soon your leaves will drop, and you will fall asleep for the winter. And we must bid each other goodbye, said the pool. And you too, when the frost comes, will be numbed to ice, answered the tree. But never mind, the spring will follow, and the sun will wake us both. But long before the winter had set in, ere yet the last leaf had fallen, there came across the prairie a number of men riding on horses and mules, bringing with them a long wagon they rode straight to the tree and foremost among them were the two travelers who had been there before. Why do they come? What do they want? cried the pool uneasily. But the tree feared nothing. The men had spades and pickaxes and began to dig a deep ditch all around the tree's roots and then they dug beneath them and at last both the pool and the tree saw that they were going to dig it up what are you doing why are you trying to wrench up my roots and to move me cried the tree don't you know that I shall die if you drag me from my pool which has fed and loved me all my life and the pool said oh what can they want why do they take you The sun will come and dry me up without your shade, and I never, never shall see you again. But the men heard nothing and continued to dig at the root of the tree till they had loosened all the earth round it, and then they lifted it and wrapped a big cloth round it and put it on their wagon and drove away with it. For the first time the pool looked straight up at the sky without seeing the delicate tracery made by the leaves and twigs against the blue and it called out to all things near it My tree, where have they taken my tree? When the hot sun comes it will dry me up and if it shines down on me without the shade of my tree I shall be gone before long and so loudly it mourned and lamented that the birds flying past heard it, and at last a swallow paused on the wing and hovering near its surface, asked why it grieved so bitterly. They have taken my tree, cried the pool, I don't know where it is. I cannot move or look to right or left, so I shall never see it again. Ask the moon, said the swallow. The moon sees everywhere, and she will tell you. I am flying away to warmer countries, for the winter will soon be here. Goodbye, poor pool. At night, when the moon rose and the pool looked up and saw its beautiful face, it remembered the swallow's words and called out, "'to ask its aid. "'Find my tree. "'You shone through its branches and know it well, "'and you can see all over the world. "'Look for my tree and tell me where they have taken it. "'Perhaps they have torn it in pieces or burnt it up.' "'Nay,' cried the moon, "'they have done neither.' For I saw it a few hours ago, when I shone near it. They have taken it many miles away, and it is planted in a big garden. But it has not taken root in the earth, and its foliage is fading. The men who took it prize it heartily, and strangers come from far and near to look at it, because they say... It is so rare, and there are only one or two like it in the world. On hearing this, the pool felt itself swell with pride, that the tree should be so much admired. But then it cried in anguish, And I shall never see it again, for I can never move from here. is nonsense cried a little cloud that was sailing near I was once in the earth like you tomorrow if the sun shines brightly he will draw you up into the sky and you can sail along till you find your tree is that is that true cried the pool and all that night it rested in peace waiting for the sun to rise The next day there were no clouds, and when the pool saw the sun shining, it cried, Draw me up into the sky, dear sun, that I may be a little cloud, and sail all the world over, till I can find my beloved tree. When the sun heard it, he threw down hundreds of tiny golden threads, which dropped over the pool, and slowly... And gradually, it began to change, and grow thinner and lighter, and to rise through the air till at last it had quite left the earth, and where it had lain before, there was nothing but a dry hole, for the pool itself was transformed into a tiny cloud, and was sailing above in the blue sky in the sunshine." There were many other little clouds in the sky, but our little cloud kept apart from them all. It could see far and near over a great space of country, but nowhere could it espy the tree. And again, it turned to the sun for help. "'Can you see it?' it cried. "'You who see everywhere. Where is my tree?' You can't see it yet, answered the sun, for it is away on the other side of the world. But presently the wind will begin to blow, and it will blow you till you find it. Then the wind arose, and the clouds sailed along swiftly, looking everywhere as it went for the tree. It could have had a merry time if it had not longed so for its friend. Everywhere was the golden sunlight shining through the bright blue sky, and the other clouds tumbled and danced in the wind and laughed for joy. "'Why do you not come and dance with us?' they cried. "'Why do you sail on so rapidly?' I cannot stay. I am seeking a lost friend, answered the cloud, and it scudded past them, leaving them to roll over and over and tumble about and change their shapes and divide and separate and play a thousand pranks. For many hundreds of miles, the wind blew the little cloud. Then it said, Now I'm tired, and shall take you no further. But soon, the west wind will come, and it will take you on. Goodbye. And at once, the wind stopped blowing and dropped to rest on the earth. And the cloud stood still in the sky and looked all around. I shall never find it. It sighed. It will be dead before I come. Presently, the sun went down and the moon rose. Then the west wind began to blow gently and moved the clouds slowly along. Which way should I go? Where is it? entreated the cloud. I know. I will take you straight to it, said the west wind. The north wind has told me. I blew by the tree today, it was drooping, but when I told it that you had risen to the sky and were seeking it, it revived and tried to lift its branches. They have planted it in a great garden, and there are railings round it, and no one may touch it, and there is one gardener who has nothing to do but to attend to it, and people come from far and near to look at it because it is so rare and they have only found one or two others like it. But it longs to be back, stooping over you and seeing its face in your water. Make haste then, cried the cloud, lest before I reach it I fall to pieces with joy at the thought of seeing it. How foolish you are, said the wind, why should you give yourself up for a tree you might dance about in the sky for long yet and then you might drop into the sea and mix with the waves and rise again with them in the sky but if you fall about the tree you will go straight into the dark earth and perhaps you will always remain there for at the roots of the tree they have made a deep hole and the sun cannot draw you up through the earth under its branches. Then that will be what I long for, cried the cloud, for then I can lie in the dark where no one may see me, but I shall be close to my tree and I can touch its roots and feed them, and when the raindrops fall from its branches they will run down to me and tell me how they look. "'You're foolish,' said the wind again. "'But you shall have what you want.' "'The wind blew the cloud low down near the earth "'till it found itself over a big garden "'in which there were all sorts of trees and shrubs "'and such soft green grass as the cloud had never seen before. "'And there, in the middle of the grass,' in a bed of earth to itself with a railing round it so that no one could injure it, was the tree which the cloud had come so far to seek. Its leaves were falling off, its branches were drooping, and its buds dropped before they had opened, and the poor tree looked as if it were dying. There is my tree, my tree, called the cloud. Blow me down, dear wind, so that I may fall upon it. The wind blew the cloud lower and lower, till it almost touched the top branches of the tree. Then it broke and fell in a shower, and crept down through the earth to its roots. And when it felt its drops, The tree lifted up its leaves and rejoiced, for it knew that the pool it had loved so much had followed it. "'Have you come at last?' it cried. "'Then we need never be parted again.'" In the morning when the gardeners came, they found the tree looking quite fresh and well, and its leaves quite green and crisp. The cool winds last night revived it, they said, and it looks as if it rained too in the night, for round here the earth is quite damp. But they did not know that under the earth, at the tree's roots, lay the pool, and that, was what had saved the tree. And there it lies to this day, hidden away in the darkness where no one can see it, but the tree feels it with its roots and blooms in splendor, and people come from far and near to admire it. the end I hope you enjoyed the story of the pool and the tree it's such a sweet story and nature is mystifying and wonderful Thank you so much for listening Thank you so much for all the downloads and the comments and the reviews I really appreciate you. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for joining. I hope you'll join us again. I'm Ashley Lambert, and this is very sleepy. Until next time, good night.